It's where you're at. Not just the hits and anthems. We got the classics too. If you like it urban, Metro FM, it's where you're at. The SMME Exchange. The SMME Exchange. Right now on Metro FM Talk. Yeah, 23 minutes it is after 8 p.m. And of course, continue to send through those voice notes on 079-191-4270. In particular for this discussion we're about to have. And I'm joined on the line by the uh, MEC for Economic Development, Agriculture, Environment and Rural Development in the province of Gauteng, Parks Dau. And uh, he's joining me to talk about a recent gazette. Uh, by the Gauteng Provincial Government, inviting those interested in being part of the uh, cannabis industrialization program in the province uh, to uh, submit uh, some of their proposals and ideas on uh, how uh, that form of participation would uh, uh, take shape. And uh, he joins me now on the line. Uh, MEC Tau, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening to you and thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, thank you very much uh, for speaking to us. Maybe, MEC, just uh, I guess for the purposes of uh, some of our listeners, uh, many of whom are, are interested in how they can not only respond to this request for information, but also try and understand, I guess, uh, where the industrialization of cannabis fits into the economic plans of the province. Uh, that might be a good place for us to start. Well, thank you very much once again, Ayan. Um, the province of Gauteng announced through the Premier Chief's Accord to position Gauteng as the cannabis industrial capital of the country, in fact, continent. Um, and we've been doing a lot of work to take forward the directive of the Premier to establish housing as the cannabis capital. And this has been through a number of, of course, research papers and documents that have been done, a number of uh, seminars and symposia that we've held with different role players from research agencies to national government departments and institutions to active participants in the industry, both local and international, so that we can be able to determine what positioning we take and what programs we take forward. And we've identified, of course, industrialization as important mm-hmm. because in reality, whilst you will have cannabis growers in Gauteng and you do have cannabis growers in Gauteng, the extent to which we would be uh, the most competitive from an agriculture point of view, primary agriculture point of view, is quite limited. So we've identified what are the strengths of Houghton, and that includes, of course, being an industrial hub, and therefore the ability to industrialize the products that come out of the cannabis plant. Mm-hmm. And this would include creating hemp grids for building purposes, to paint, to other products, and that they essentially are produced from the cannabis plant. Now, now I guess, you know, for Gauteng, uh, which in and of itself is uh, a province with a very deep industrial base, um, there's always, I guess, an interest on the part of many people who want to make a foray into this industry as an industry that historically has been an illicit one, heavily policed, um, what are some of the things, I mean, you're asking here for a partnership or, or I guess request for information on partnership approaches, but maybe a step before that is to say, what are the forms of licensing and regulation that one would have to maybe already be engaged with before they can even start to consider responding to a RFI like this? So we now have a dual licensing regime, um, whereas in the past, 
uh, we had a single licensing regime. Mm. And it's dual because the Minister of Agriculture has isolated cannabis hemp, which is the non-intoxicating part of cannabis, the non-intoxicating plant of the cannabis variety, uh, as an agricultural product that requires a permit from the Department of Agriculture. We've written to the Minister to make proposals on how we could administer the issuing of permits in Gauteng, in line with the program that we are developing. Um, mm. And we'll continue to engage with the minister. So that would be completely legalized, administered by agriculture, both in the province and nationally, and people would be able to participate. And it is that that we're pursuing with greater vigor because of the industrial product that it also gives us. So yes, people would be able to plant, but it does not give you the medicinal benefits that you get from the overall cannabis plant, mm. but it gives you the industrial sure. potential. So that's what we're trying in the first instance. But we've opened up our proposal call to look at the entire value chain of cannabis, including uh, what is called the THC content cannabis, which is uh, the one that is licensed through SAPRA, uh, the Health, Health Products Regulatory Authority. Mm. Um, because certain licenses have been issued, a lot of them are doing pilot initiatives in different sectors. There are also export-related uh, licenses that have been issued, and would want to consolidate the approach to how we make ourselves more competitive mm. in this regard, but also open up new areas, including possible cultivation of seeds for export purposes. So we're looking at an array of issues where we think we can play a more active role mm. as an industrial complex. But what are the barriers, uh, MEC? I mean, bo- for both of these processes, right? The SAPRA one, the one written uh, or the one driven by uh, the uh, Ministry of Agriculture. And the reason why I ask this, I mean, if I'm sitting in Walkerville and I'm looking to go into even, you know, the non-psychoactive parts of uh, hemp uh, uh, for industrial purposes, um, and I've just got a piece of land, what what is the process? How much do I need to pay? How much security do I need? And are all of those, I guess... Um, constraints to being able to respond to these and share proposals and ideas on what partnership uh, forms could take could take root? So we have published a general proposal call that accommodates different parts of the value chain and okay. different components of where people could participate, uh, including how we capitalize the industry, what financing mechanisms do we put in place. We've looked at areas of possible aggregation mm. for both local and international markets. Uh, we've looked at issues of certification and and um, quality control and quality mm. assurance. So mm. we're looking for people that will participate at different levels in the value chain sure. so that they address exactly where the bottlenecks are. Issues of quality assurance, issues of measuring, because ultimately the plant looks the same, but the police can easily come and have to do a test to determine that you're operating with a legal permit and are meeting the requisite standards in terms mm. of production and control and what the level of THC would be uh, in the plant that you're engaging. So it is at that level that we're looking at different people participating. What we have said to people that give us proposals is, yes, we are opening up to people that say, I have a farm, I have a business plan, this is how I want to participate. But primarily we're also opening up mainly to people that unlock the bottlenecks in the value chain at different levels so that we can create opportunities for primary producers, so that we can create opportunities for industrialists that want mm. to participate at different levels. So 
ultimately, if you are to, to let's use the example of a brick, you're going to produce a brick to uh, build houses or buildings in Gauteng. And you want to be in the buildings, and cannabis is part of what you're participating in. Mm. You don't need to, to engage with the complications of the plant itself. What you require is the hand grip so that you participate in the development center. Yeah. And we're saying to the potential partners, how do you create opportunities across an entire value chain and we can incubate enterprises at different levels of the value chain as part of this process? Mm. Then, MEC, I mean, I guess you've also indicated in what you gazetted some of the support instruments you have at your disposal. Uh, and I'm quite interested in some of these ones. Maybe if you could walk us through them. I see leases on state-owned or state-controlled land assets, funding, uh, collaboration uh, in overcoming barriers to industrialization. Uh, talk us through, I guess, that constellation or package of support measures um, and what you feel that can unlock. Well, let's look at land in the first instance. We have done an audit of land that's available for agricultural mm. use in the province that's owned by the provincial government. We have agreed to the Department of Agriculture that a significant part of this would be released for cannabis. Of course, the other parts have to be released for other agricultural uses, yes. primary agricultural uses. So we will be releasing land in reasonable pockets to people that want to participate. Uh, and that's part of what we're presenting. There's another what, what I consider a very exciting opportunity because uh, cannabis is a plant that can bioremediate contaminated land. Mm. So we've entered into an arrangement and are finalizing the details in the circuit with Sibanyu Steel Water to release uh, at least 8,000 hectares. And I'm saying at least because we're talking hopefully more over the, the medium term. But at least 8,000 hectares for cannabis bioremediation project. So we'll be able to release uh, contaminated mining land and have the hemp plant being used there uh, as a means of primary agriculture, but also to literally remove the toxins mm. Mm. from the land into the future. Yeah. And that, I think, is a great opportunity for a province such as Gauteng that's constrained by the mining land uh, in terms of its development. So that's one component that we're dealing with. We're dealing with mining land, but we're also dealing with our own provincial government land that we'll be releasing. On the financing side, we have mandated the Department of Agriculture working with the Houting Enterprise Propeller to create a fund specifically focused on cannabis industrialization at different levels. But we've also, in the proposal call, identified opportunities for those who want to participate in capitalizing the industry and in a possible cannabis exchange. Of course, we're not talking at the level of BTS securities exchange, but we're talking at the level of a basic exchange where you'd be able to enable, where you can enable people to participate in the capitalization and funding of different components of the industry in partnership with the provincial government. Mm. So we have identified that as a key issue. And then, of course, there are issues of how do we unlock certain things that necessarily require high capital investment, and individual enterprises might struggle to be able to do that. And those would include oil extraction, uh, aggregation of oil extraction in the province of Gauteng. We're working with the universities to identify how mm. they could contribute to that. Um, so in many ways, we, we are trying to find ways where we can 
literally say to potential partners, work with us in identifying where the bottlenecks mm-hmm. and where the opportunities are. Give us a proposal around how we can resolve these issues, and then we can, in partnership with you, then take these processes sure, forward. And that's, sure. what the, that, that's what the request for information yeah. process is all about. Let me see, maybe just the last one on my end. I mean, I would imagine you would receive a, a plethora of um, suggestions, uh, uh, responses, uh, proposals for partnership and whatever. And I'm quite interested, I guess, in, in how your own prioritization process unfolds in relation to, I guess, the immeasurable harm that the prohibition of you know, this plant uh, uh, and all of its properties has meant over the last while. There are people still in jail. Uh, there are people who still have criminal records. There are people who are still at the tail end of the correctional and rehabilitation process as a result of this. What priority, if any, um, is going to be given to some of those people as a reparative measure or as a measure, I guess, to measure of redress in recognizing the massive harm that has come from the prohibition of this for nearly now 100 years? Can I take the proposal that we should consider? I certainly have not engaged in that level of conversation. Mm. Uh, so it's something that we can certainly look at and say, considering that this is a plan that has this great potential. Uh, how do we deal with the, the, the history that uh, it has caused and has been in our country? And, I, and let me take that as a proposal rather than trying to uh, design an answer right now. No, thank you very much for that, MEC. I mean, also our task is to make sure that we also put our ideas in the pot. And I do think that one area that uh, would send a very strong signal is some form of prioritization in your selection process of which proposals you give the nod to or you want to extend support to of people that for many years have been incarcerated uh, as a result of the prohibition uh, that uh, we've had in this country. And I think that might uh, also uh, serve a a very different note because a lot of people think that all of this is going to go to people with deep pockets. It's going to go to those who have access to capital. um, And I think people are going to be watching it uh, from that vantage point. Well, thank you very much. I think uh, the suggestion is certainly uh, much appreciated. We are placing a lot of emphasis, as you see in our RSI, on the need to ensure that smaller players are able to participate mm. and are not locked out. I said to the department up front, this is a nascent industry. This is something new. You can't come and negotiate transformation in something new. Sure. You must start transformed from the onset. Mm. And they understand the mandate uh, very well from that point of view. And any scope, I guess, for state involvement? I mean, I'm also interested, MEC, because, um, you know, we're in a mixed economy. Um, and, uh, you know, while we might be trying, you know, the, the, the view might be to try and attract proposals from private and community actors. Uh, is there any scope, I guess, at the level of the province for, you know, active public involvement in this particular sector as a new industry, uh, beyond just research or beyond just financing, but active involvement of the state itself? I think there is scope. I mean, we have different parts of the state that are playing different roles. You know, the CSIR has been doing a lot of work researching cannabis. There's been uh, uh, seeds that have been identified and possibly designed as grown in South Africa seeds that can be used. So there's also the sort of that work that's been done to ensure that from a research point of view, we can add value. Mm. Um, and of course, different parts of the state could have different roles that uh, could be paid. And I think that we should be open to any and all participants that are going to contribute towards uh, ensuring that uh, cannabis and the opportunities that it provides 
permeates throughout the province and indeed throughout South Africa mm. and plays the role that it potentially can. Yeah, yeah. And then a last one, uh, MEC, before I let you go, I, I mean, you would have also seen since the passing of the Township uh, Economic Development Bill, some resistance uh, from uh, particular groupings. Just any comment there before we let you go on that particular one? Well, the groupings have not made representation to us. I've seen newspaper articles mm. and um, um, social media posts about it, but I haven't received any official representation. I should say that when we drafted the bill, uh, particularly as we went to the end, we were very pressured to say the approach that we're taking is a developmental approach mm. to this legislation. It is legislation about redress. It is designed to ensure that we achieve redress to those people historically oppressed and disadvantaged in this country. It is biased towards the townships. It's deliberate, a township economic development act because it is about redressing the spatial disparities that we have in our communities and in our cities. So uh, if you think about the law from the point of view of what it seeks to achieve, uh, let's look at it as a developmental piece of legislation. We deliberately did not write it such that it is about who is included or excluded. That's not the point of the legislation. It's rather focusing on what are the socioeconomic objectives that mm. we seek to achieve and what are the historic issues that we need to reach us on. MEC, thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us and I really appreciate that you could speak to us this evening. Thank you. Thanks much, appreciate it.